Hello, everybody. Welcome back into another edition, Prime Sports World. Uh, I'm coming to you, bringing you the Jacksonville Jaguars season preview as they were one of the surprising teams in the NFL in 2022. Uh, we're here to talk about what they're going to look like in 2023. Of course, your host, David On Point Huffman. And we are now just 40 minutes away from the start of the NBA draft. Uh, keep an eye out for our winners and losers to content tomorrow. Um, so keep an eye out for that content. Stay with us here at Prime Sports World. We give you live content every single day. Um, including yesterday, we gave you our most recent mock draft. If you want to go back and watch that content. But on today's show, we're going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, talk about what they're going to look like in 2023. Um, CEO Israel Rivera should be joining me here momentarily with the show. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy what we do here at Prime Sports World. Uh, we also have pl a plethora of streaming platforms. So if you do happen to want, if you do happen to miss us live, you can catch us over there. All of our episodes are over there as well and then we are also on facebook youtube twitter and twitch um so thank you very much for checking us out here at jacksonville jaguars uh 2023 season preview let's get into it uh let's talk about trevor lawrence uh trevor lawrence mvp conversation uh tj hopkins who's uh busy tonight can't make it couldn't make it on camera for this particular show uh but he talked about trevor lawrence being potentially an mvp candidate and I'm here to question, I think he could be an MVP candidate. Uh, last season, 4,113 yards, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh, but then those numbers are a little bit misleading because he, towards the back half of the season, he was really good. Like he was um, two interceptions in his final uh, final eight game. I mean, it's like 10 games uh, to go with. So really, he been turned it on as the season got. I mean, he started out kind of rocky uh, with one, two, six, six of those eight interceptions came in the first uh, nine games of the season. Then didn't really through two more for the rest of the season. Uh, that's pretty good value out of your quarterback. Um, the other thing that's great about Trevor Lawrence and his quote unquote MVP stand opportunity, he plays a division that's not all that good, or we don't expect him to be all that good. Uh, where we have the Tennessee Titans, who are a little bit, a little bit of a transition. Don't really know exactly what they're going to be like this season, uh, especially, but especially next season for sure. Uh, so we don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be for that team. Um, and then uh, you know we got the we got the Houston Texans, we got the and the and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, those teams that could be all over the place, and we don't really know exactly what they're going to be uh, when it comes to this particular this particular season. Um, they could. They could not be all that good. And uh, if you watched our prediction episode, uh, we didn't predict them to be all that good. So there's a real opportunity here uh, for Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Trevor Lawrence, to be in the MVP conversation. And I don't think it's that ridiculous to think that he could be the legit MVP uh, when the season's over this year. Moving over for the second topic, we got year number two under Doug Peterson. I've also shared uh, the StreamYard link into all of the chat places. So if you want to join me and talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, more than welcome to do so. Uh, bail me out here a little bit so I don't have to do this show completely by myself. I will greatly appreciate it if somebody could help hang out with me and talk a little bit of Jacksonville Jaguar football uh, before the NBA draft gets started here um, in just a few, in about 35 minutes. So uh, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars under two under Doug, Doug Peterson uh, really turned this team around. Uh, went from you know basically had the number one overall pick um, the season before into being a playoff team one and just a span of one season. Um, they were top ten in terms of yards, yard offensive yards a lot gained uh, this season at three hundred fifty seventy four yards. 
Um, and this is a team that really played particularly really well uh, this entire season, and they were pretty balanced. Um, you know, rushing yards, the 2,000 rushing yards, uh, 3,900 passing yards, a good balanced attack. Uh, when you look at their defense, it leaves much to be desired. Um, in the bottom 10 in defense, giving up 353 yards. Um, also, they're middle of the pack when it comes to points allowed. Um, so that's actually pretty solid. Uh, but, yeah, they still have some stuff that you'd like to sure up when it comes to Jacksonville Jaguars. But I expect this team to just be better than they were a season before. Uh, I expect them, you know, Trevor Lawrence to improve. I expect this defense to get a little bit better. Uh, Devin Lloyd going into his second season. Uh, Trayvon Walker going into his second season. Rayshon Jenkins was really good for them last year. Uh, Tyson Campbell, I think this is his third season now. Uh, the other Josh Allen continues to be a force there at the edge rushing position as they play a 3-4 there in Jacksonville. Uh, I think one of the issues could be this offensive line. Uh, you know, Juwan, Juwan Taylor left in free agency. He's now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he kind of replaced him with Walker Little, uh, who was a good draft pick a few years ago, but hasn't really played out. Brandon Sheriff's a good football player. Cam Robinson's going to be suspended uh, for the first six games uh, of the season, or I think maybe four games. I don't remember exactly. I can't remember what he did. It might be PEDs, but uh, I just expect this Jacksonville Jaguars team, especially under – uh, Doug Peterson to get more dynamic on offense. I expect them to be more, um, I see even more gadget plays, more, more, more stuff to just do on offense when it comes to Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's kind of what I expect out of it. I expect them to be even better than they were the season before. And they were pretty darn good uh, last season, if you remember. Uh, obviously, a playoff team, obviously, uh, won the AFC South, obviously, beat the, beat the Los Angeles Chargers in that game where they were down uh, by a considerable amount. Um, you know, 11 and 6 is probably what we're talking about here. Like, eight were they 9 and 8 last year uh, as a playoff team, beat the Chargers uh, to make the playoffs. Um, so, I'd like to see that. Um, I'd expect them to just take another step under year two under Doug Peterson and continue to play extremely good football. To the final storyline, let's talk about Calvin Ridley as uh, they traded for Calvin Ridley at the trade deadline last season. Uh, really didn't give up much to get him. I think it was just like a fifth round pick and some stuff. Um, but let's not forget, like Calvin Ridley before the season where he had, he, he basically got shut down due to mental health issues. Um, and then the season where he got suspended. I mean, he was a 1300 yard receiver uh, for the Atlanta Falcons with nine touchdowns, uh, 90 catches. Um, and he was on an upward trajectory to becoming one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, that was slightly derailed with mental health problems and the gambling thing. Um, but I, I just, you know, when you look at this Jacksonville Jaguars team, like, you now you have Christian Kirk, you have Zay Jones, you have Evan Ingram, you may have Jamal Agnew still on this team who's a good return guy, but it gives you some elements in the passing game that you can still use in bubble screens and stuff like that. But Calvin Ridley gives you a legitimate number one wide receiver. Christian Kirk is your number one. Calvin Ridley for sure can. Um, he was basically the guy, the heir apparent to Julio Jones there in Atlanta. Um, I, I think Calvin Ridley is really going to transform this offense. I think he's going to be one of those pieces that you look back at when the Jacksonville Jaguars would be like, man, that's trade uh, was one of the reasons that this team went, was really good this season. I mean, he's got, he seems to have a good head on his shoulders. Uh, he seems to have recovered from the mental health stuff that he was dealing with. Um, what was that two years ago? Yeah. Last, yeah, two years ago. Um, so hopefully he's continued on that trajectory. Uh, continue to you know, get your mind right. Um, continue to you know not gamble on sports as a professional athlete. Uh, as that seems to get you in trouble. But Calvin Ridley is going to be do numbers for this offense. You're adding a wide receiver that put up 1,300 yards in his 
in his third season and nine touchdowns and adding that to an offense that was already dynamic and explosive with a quarterback that's as good as it gets in the National Football League and throwing the deep ball. Um, I think the sky is the limit when it comes to Calvin Ridley and the Trevor Lawrence combination. Um, you just got to love that. I mean, he had a 15-yard 15 15 average per catch. Um, you're adding that to an offense that's already explosive. Um, kudos to Jacksonville Jaguars. I think I, I love that trade when they made it. I didn't really understand the, the Atlanta Falcon side of it. Um, but moving on from there, let's talk about the NBA, NFL draft. Is, uh, they had a billion picks in this year's draft. Uh, could talk about most of them. Uh, in the first round, they got Antoine Harrison, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Um, obviously, Cam Robinson suspended. Um, it could be two, four, six games for LA substance abuse policy. Um, Walker Little probably plays left tackle, but this guy's going to be a swing tackle. He's a good football player. Uh, played a lot of snaps there at Oklahoma, um, and he's probably he's crucial that he plays well. Uh, he's probably going to be the starting right tackle while uh, Cam Robinson's suspended. Um, if he doesn't he does take the job over entirely. Um, he played a lot of snaps at Oklahoma. Uh, he played at left tackle. He played at right tackle against Kent State. Um, you know, he's just versatile enough to play right tackle guard. He can play pretty much anywhere uh, when it comes to the offensive line uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and then they took Bretton Strange, uh, tied him out of Penn State in the second round. This is a pick they made for the Jacksonville Jaguars or for the Chicago Bears. Um, they only have three tight ends, so they needed to get another one. Evan Ingram on a franchise tag. Um, this guy caught 70 passes uh, 77 for 755 yards, 11 touchdowns in his four years at Penn State. Uh, he's really more of a blocking tight end than he isn't necessarily a a catching tight end. Um, so, uh, but yeah, he did run a lot of like wide out. You could even run him a wide receiver. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening. Pretty, pretty could be a really a sneaky steal. Uh, there, and then take Bigsby, uh, running back out of Auburn. Uh, you know, four, four, five, six in the forty. Uh, this guy is just a big-bodied running back who should give you some depth there at the running back position with Travis Etienne and Dearest Johnson being the only guy that are really there uh, when it comes to Tank Bigsby. Uh, Ventura Miller, uh, depth at the inside linebacker position. Uh, you know, was a productive tackle, eighty-six in 2022, 74 in twenty twenty-two. Did have seven and a half sacks and two forced fumbles in his five-year career uh, while at the University of Florida. Uh, Tyra Lacey, uh, you know, wasn't much of a pass pleasure his time in Oklahoma State. Eleven sacks in four seasons, um, but he is a good running back and he is a good backup to their edge rushers there in Jacksonville um, as they look to shore up that defense, which was a bit of a question mark going into it. Uh, Antonio Johnson, the safety out of Texas A&M. Uh, he's listed as safety, but he played 45% of his snaps left of his slot at the Aggies at cornerback position, uh, who ranked first in pass defense in the SEC. Um, this is a guy that Izzy, if he was on the show, was really high on uh, going into the draft, getting him in the fifth round. Uh, pick from the New York Giants, pretty good value there. Uh, Parker Jackson, another wide receiver out of Penn State, 146 catches, 192 yards, 12 touchdowns uh, in three seasons there at Penn State. Um, just gives you some depth there at the wide receiver position. Uh, Kristen Barswell, quarterback out of Rutgers. Uh, he spent six years in college at Temples, and Rutgers spent his time there. Uh, he did spend some time due to an knee injury, uh, but he finished the song with three interceptions and 11 pass breakups his one season at Rutgers. Um, he probably have a special teams role. In round six, they picked another safety. Uh, this kid out of Penn State, uh, playmaker, 158 tackles, 22 pass breakups, four forced fumbles, five fumble recoveries, and seven interceptions uh, in his four seasons there at Pitt. Uh, they took another offensive tackle, Cooper Hodges, out of Appalachian State. 
Uh, started 51 games, mainly at right tackle, uh, but he could play guard in the National Football League. Uh, he actually did that in the College and Bowl. And then they took a defensive tackle out of North Carolina, and then they took a fullback out of Houston. Um, not a lot to talk about with those last two picks when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, as those are kind of just depth picks, especially the defensive tackle. Uh, a little undersized to play defensive tackle. It's 6'2", 300 pounds. Um, has a, probably a long shot to even make the roster. Uh, 96 tackles and five and a half sacks in four seasons at Tar Heels. Um, this is just if he does make the roster, good for him. Um, and I'm not, so I don't really understand the fullback selection. But, I mean, it's really all this pick is really going to come down to is Antoine Harrison. I mean, he's got to be the heir apparent to Cam Robinson. He's got to be uh, good enough to be right guard, left guard, somewhere in that offensive line. Uh, let's see. They have him currently listed on their depth chart. Uh, so they currently have him as the backup to Cam Robinson, who's obviously suspended. So he'll probably start at left tackle when the season gets started. Um, this is an okay draft. We'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Antoine Harrison, I mean, they didn't they didn't have a lot of value picks. Like, they had only the four, one, two, three. Um, then they had two fourth-round picks and then five. And then they had a lot of picks in the fifth and sixth round. Uh, but they don't always get good players out of there when you draft in that early. Azir uh, Abdullah, the kid of Louisville, uh, is super athletic as well. Um yeah, he's a little outside, but, you know, 42 tackles were lost while he was at Louisville. Uh, Yazir Abdullah, uh, he'll probably play in some sub-packages, filling in for former first-round pick Kayvon uh, Kaysan, uh, who is, has his last two seasons. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. Um, moving on from there, let's talk about free agency and roster shakeup. Uh, most of the time, this is an unfortunate scenario where they basically lost way more players than they gained. Uh, they did add offensive tackle Josh Wells. Uh, who can play guard or left tackle or right tackle. He's a really good swing tackle. Uh, and with Cam Robinson missing that time, he's a valuable player. Uh, who is coming off a tour of PCL tournament uh, in December. Um, so who knows when he's actually going to be available uh, with a four to six month time. That's a really devastating injury uh, for any football player, but maybe a defensive tackle, even offensive tackle even more. Uh, they, and then they got, you know, uh, Chandler Brewer, another offensive tackle, uh, added to this roster as well. Uh, they added Dearness Johnson, who was a really good running back for the Cleveland Browns. They just had a bunch of those guys. Um, so he decides a one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know, they they signed Josh Wells. They brought in Brandon McManus, who was an excellent kicker. Um, I don't remember who their kicker was last season, but Brandon McManus was immediately an upgrade over uh, whoever they had last year, I honestly cannot remember. Uh, but when we talk about this team, this really talks about all the departures. Ron Taylor, um, but their left, their start was the starting right tackle, uh, leaves to go to Kansas City uh, to replace uh, uh, Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, Artie Key, edge rusher, ends up going to the rival in Tennessee. Shaquille Griffin, I cannot remember where Shaquille Griffin end, ended up. Marvin Jones Jr. is a solid running wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's no longer on this team. And Dan Arnold. Uh, or tight end, um, no longer on this team. But they, I did trade for uh, during the season last year, uh, who there was some hype for. And uh, welcome into the show, CEO. What's up, my boy? Uh, we were breaking down their free energy roster shakeup. Uh, as you look at the names on the list here, what's your reaction? Um, uh, and I'll get, you, I'll get you real real quick before we move into that. Let's just get your quick sense on their storylines. Trevor Lawrence, MVP conversation, yes or no? We'll be in that conversation, yes or no? Uh, Absolutely, he's going to be in that conversation. I think Trevor Lawrence uh, improved tremendously. He, he probably improved to like being the top 10 quarterback last year. So um, I think Trevor Lawrence is definitely going to be in the MVP consideration. I 
have to give an apology because I, I literally thought that he was going to be a bust after that first year. So, uh, year two, Trevor Lawrence. Year two under Doug Peterson. What's your expectations for this football team? Um, Win the AFC South. I mean, I, you guys are favorites right now. So, win the AFC South and win a playoff game. That's that's the expectations, in my opinion. I think when it gets when you win a playoff game, if you get to the AFC Championship game, I think you're ahead ahead of schedule. Uh, how do you expect Calvin Ridley to transform this offense as they traded for him the trade deadline last year? Obviously, he's been dealing with some mental health and some suspension things. Just what are your expectations for Calvin Ridley? I and, and well, how, Cal- what do you think he's going to do with this offense? Like, I think Calvin Ridley's going to make this offense just a, a, a little bit more dynamic. I mean, obviously, Christian Kirk was a good, a great pickup last year uh, for them. So, yeah, I think Calvin really, you know, gives them an actual true number one where Christian Kirk can actually be a number two. And I think uh, I think he'll, you know, he, he, he's definitely probably going to have that edge this year. So he's out to prove something in terms of Calvin Ridley. So I, I'm going to actually go probably be over 1,300 yards. I agree with you on that. I think he will be. I think he will become their number one. Uh, moving on, just real quick, what do you think of their draft? Uh, I know they took uh, Antonio oh. Johnson, the cornerback out of Texas A&M, who you're really high on. Um, oh yeah, there. I love that guy, man. Big nickel. But, uh, I think he'll. Yeah. As, as their draft as a whole, just real quick, just looking at it just on paper, uh, what's your thoughts? Um, looking at their draft as a whole, I mean, I like Tank Bigsby. I mean, obviously Anton Harrison was probably one of the the better pass blocking tackles in in the draft so they did did a good 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 one getting him I like tanks tank Bigsby um really like that kid Ventrell Miller from from Florida I think he's got some edge rushing uh, capabilities as well Antonio Johnson's a big nickel uh, Parker Washington's a great find here in the sixth round I think for what they got they got a lot of they, they, they filled a lot of holes they brought in a lot of young guys to kind of compete with some of the guys they already had on the roster. I'm actually going to give this draft a, a solid B, B plus, maybe a, yeah, just a solid B. Because they didn't, it's not, there's not really a prospect on here that sticks out, you yeah, know. I agree with you on that. Uh, but, but I like the fact that they brought a bunch of people in. They had all those draft picks. They're going to, you know, you know, when you have an overhaul like that, David, it's to, you know, to push the guys that are already there. And you got some spots that are open that maybe some of those young guys can <coughs> transform. Yep. Uh, moving on, let's talk back to sweet agency. Uh, obviously, notable additions: Brad McManus, Josh Wells, DeAndre Jones, Johnson. Notable departures: Arden Key, Jaquan Taylor, Shaquille Griffin, who went to the Houston Texans. Uh, Marvin Jones, who I think is still a free agent. Dan Arnold, who also I think is still a free agent at the tight end position. Um, I, I don't know that. Besides, outside of Jawan Taylor, I'm not so sure that any of these guys are such big losses that they're going to be no. detrimental to the team. Uh, Shaquille Griffin was a, was a, was solid when they signed him. He wasn't really all that good for them. Um, he goes no. to Houston. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not losing any sleep over anybody they lost outside of maybe Juwan Taylor, given the Cam Robinson suspension. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, honestly, I think, you know, getting Brandon McManus was huge. I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. I don't even remember who they talking about. Josh Booth, let's yeah. go. I, I, I honestly, you know, Deanna Johnson's, you know, is, is running back depth. He'd probably be their RB3, RB4, you know, with them getting Bigsby, with them having, um, uh, what's his name, uh, ETN. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. They also yeah. signed uh, Jermichael Hasty, uh, who was in San Francisco, I think, last season, or 
no, I, I don't remember where he was last yeah, year. Yeah, Jamichael so. Hayes mm-hmm. is another running back. He's another running back. Um, so, anyways, yeah, honestly, they're not going to miss. I, I mean, Arden Key is a guy that, you know, they're going to miss, what, four and a half sacks from him. Yeah, um, I mean, he, 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 he's, he's, he's bouncing he's around the league situation. a little bit. He's bouncing around the league a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so the departures aren't really going to hurt him. Uh, but I do I do think, and Brandon McManus is going to help them tremendously. I do think that. Yep, I, so. I, do, I think so, too. Um, so I, I don't remember who their kicker was last season, but I mean, this is kind of like the free agency class. I, I don't really care all that much about who they lost outside of Juwan Taylor. And I'm very excited about Josh Wells and Brandon McManus. I think those are pretty solid ads. Um, after the offensive line and the kicker. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen in this league how, you know, important the kicker is, how important special teams is. So, yeah, I mean, especially as a Packers. It literally is the difference between. <laughs> You know, winning a title and not winning a title, especially or, or, or getting beat at home by the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> or or the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. You. Uh, so let's go into the schedule. Let's go, let's start. Uh, let's talk about their schedule. They start the season off, they go to the house that Peyton Manning built and they take on the Indianapolis Colts. Do they get out of there with a victory against the Indianapolis? They Colts? sweep I that say, whole division, so. I agree with you. I think, yeah, I do think they do sweep their entire division. Uh, I think that where the problem starts is you get the the rematch from the um, the divisional round there. Kansas City Chiefs going into uh, – Kansas City Chiefs coming into Jacksonville, into Duval County, taking on the Jaguars. Uh, unfortunately, I do not think they start 2-0. and I think that they fall to the Kansas City Chiefs, and they start the season at 1-1. One and one. Yeah, 1-1. One and one. It, It's a tough one. I didn't even share the show. It's a tough one. Um, it's a tough one for them to play the, 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 the champs. You know, at home, but I mean, at least that's the only thing that they got for them is they're at home. So, but I, I do believe they do start one and one. And then the next two games are technically at home. Uh, they go the Houston Texans come to Duval County, and then technically they have a home game which is in London against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I will say that they think they probably win both of those two games. I think they easily beat Houston, and I think they go to London and face the Atlanta Falcons, even though I do think Atlanta has the recipe to give them trouble um, based on the fact that Atlanta's going to run the ball down their throats constantly. Um, but I think Atlanta's going to lose that game. I got them at 3-1. and one. Um, Yeah, so I got them at 3-1. and one. I think they beat um, – I think they beat Atlanta. They beat Houston. They beat Indy. Um, wow, these back-to-back games in London? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, then, yeah, that well, I like that they do that. I actually like that they do that. So it's not a different teams. So, like, the team that's there doesn't have to, travel. you know, travel. Yeah, all kinds of crazy. So, and then the next week they go, technically, the game is in, in London, but it's technically a home game for the Buffalo Bills. But I'm not necessarily sure I care where the game is. I don't think they can beat Buffalo. Um, no. I think, especially if I think the London crowd is going to be super behind Buffalo. Um, so I think they fall to three and two. Yes. So I do think they become three and two as well. Um, they lose. They they split their London series here with uh, Atlanta and Buffalo. I agree with you on that. So. Uh, then they got three games uh, before their bye week. Uh, Indianapolis comes to town, and then they go to the Bayou, and then they go to, to the Steel City uh, in back-to-back weeks to play the Saints and the Steelers. How do you think they shake out in those three games? Um, So uh, they beat the Colts. Oh, it's going to be a tough one going to New Orleans, but I think they can beat New Orleans. And, um, oh, man, I want to say they could beat Pittsburgh, too. I'm actually gonna say that they beat they win all three of those games, actually. I'm actually I'm gonna not disagree. too high on Pittsburgh. 
I'm not, I'm not I'm too actually, high on Pittsburgh as a lot of people are this year. I'm actually going to disagree with you. I, I like what Pittsburgh did in the draft. I think Kenny Pickett takes another step and George Pickens takes another step forward uh, along with that offense and Deontay Johnson. Um, I'm actually going to have the Col- the Jaguars actually lose two of those three games. I think they beat the Colts, and I, I think they, they lose to New Orleans, and I think they lose to Pittsburgh. I have them at 4-4 four and four before their bye week. I got them at six and two, six and two so far. So, so and then after their bye week, they get the treat of San Francisco 49ers coming into town. Uh, I have no idea who the quarterback's going to be. Let's assume it's going to be Brock Purdy at this point. <laughs> um, but I think that's a game they still lose. Uh, they fall to four and five coming out of their bye with San Francisco coming to town. Uh, San Fran's coming into town. Um, yeah, that defense is still going to be top notch. I got them losing that game. Six, they're six and three in my book so far. And then after that, they got two rivals uh, in the division back-to-back weeks. Uh, they go to the Tennessee Titans come to town, and then they go to Houston. I think they get back onto their winning ways. I think they beat Tennessee, and I think they beat Houston. I got them going up to six and five at that point. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So the, ten, uh, Tennessee, I got them beating ten. I got them sweeping the division. So I got them beating Tennessee, beating Houston um, on the road as well. So right now, I got them at. Uh, eight and three right now so far and pretty much they're about to wrap this division up pretty soon probably with their next couple maybe next few weeks here uh and then they, after that they go up against an afc opponent uh cincinnati Bengals, a team they expect to see in the playoffs at some point uh this Whew. game is in Duval county cincinnati Bengals going up against the jacksonville jaguars what do you got winning this game this is the this is this stretches the AFC North gauntlet right here, man. Tough. Um, it's tough for sure. Oh, it's a tough one. This is a tough one. I only have them beating Cleveland. I got them losing to Cincinnati at home. I got them beating Cleveland on the road. I got them losing to Baltimore. So they're nine and nine and five right now in my um, I only sort of disagree with you. I think they do go out and they beat Cleveland in Cleveland, but I actually think they beat Cincinnati in Duval County. Um, and then I think they lose to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so I got them going at uh, eight and six uh, going into the finals, three games of their season. Um, and I think that they win the last three games All of their season of fairly games. easily. I think they go into Tampa, into Raymond James Stadium, and they deal with the Pirates out there and take care of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they beat the Carolina Panthers, and then they go to Nissan Stadium into Nashville and beat the Tennessee Titans and they finish the season 11 and six and win this division. And so I think TJ had them at 11 and six as well, or 12 and five. I got them at 12 and five, just a hair over you. So that that's pretty much the ceiling. I think win the AFC, I think this team can win over 10 games and I think you win a playoff game. And if you make it to the AFC championship game, you're ahead of schedule. And yep. definitely, if you make it to the Super Bowl, you're. But I, I, I also think that there's a scenario where, in my predictions, I, I think they could beat the Saints, and I think they could beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, you know, I think they. Those are going to be they, close games. Those are going to be close games. I think there are a lot of games we look at their schedule, like yeah, those are going to be close games. I think there's a scenario where they do beat Buffalo, um, in London, uh, given the fact that Buffalo is going to be traveling back over, and London, Jacksonville will already be there relaxing, you know, kicking their feet up, waiting for them to get there. Um, but I have Jacksonville eleven and, and six. Chips. Yeah, eleven and six, uh, comfortably winning the AFC South. Uh, probably not like the number one seed in the AFC, but they for sure should be a formidable opponent uh, when it comes to the playoffs in the AFC. Oh, uh, this is a this is a we're covering every team in the NFL. Uh, yeah, Barbara. So yeah, I, if Barbara, you watch the show, 
often yeah, we we cover all all sports, mostly NFL and NBA, but mostly football and basketball in the college and pro level. So, so yeah, Barbara, we covered uh, so we covered all four teams in the AFC South. Uh, we covered the Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we did past episodes about each of those individual teams. You can find all of those videos on Prime Sports World Facebook page and our YouTube and our Twitch. Uh, they're also on all of our streaming platforms. But thank you very much for checking yes, us out. Yes, man. Um, and we do have our own fame pages. But, the, you know, the AFC South, this is what it's about. I mean, talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, thank you very much for checking us out. Uh, we got the Jaguars 11-6 and six and Izzy 12-5. and five. Uh, Thank you very much for checking us five, out. baby. Uh, the NBA draft, 12 minutes away. Uh, look for that content. Duval! NBA draft. Just Duval, <laughs> yeah. Duval uh, County. Uh, NFL draft, NBA draft winners and losers tomorrow. Uh, you don't want to miss that content. I'm David Huffman. Right there is Israel Rivera. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And Izzy, what we do here at the Prime, my friend. We bring the heat, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to throw my, my glass cup. I don't have my pen. We bring don't, the heat. Don't, don't throw the glass ball, baby. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, man. You have a good night. Peace out. And, hey, go. Victor Whitman, Yama, baby. Let's go. Victor <laughs> and I think I told you Scoot Henderson's going to Brandon Miller three. There you go. Heard it from here first. Let's see. We'll talk about it tomorrow.